Hello, hello, and welcome. Uh, yes, it's a brand new episode of this thing that we're sort of loosely calling a podcast. Uh, so first of all, big congratulations because you got through the week. So, you know, pat yourself on the back for that one. And uh, second of all, make yourself comfy because for the next 40 minutes, we are going to be doing our utmost to keep your company. And with any luck, we might even entertain you. So I'm Chris Powney. And I'm Anne-Marie. And it's going to be random. It's going to be unstructured. It's very much like us. It is, of course, Jibber Jabber. Let's get on with the show. Let's get on. <laughs> so how many days do you think it takes you to scroll a mile on your phone? One day, one week? Now, how many days? I, how many, how days? many days does it take? Now, <laughs> I, I, I was quite intrigued by this, so I had to take to Google because I, I actually tried to. Work. We don't oh, do much prep. Chris, do that much is prep. that's just cheating, though. We don't do it's Google. Cheating. Come on now. We don't go, but, 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 I, I kind of needed to know the answer. So I was trying to think. I was like, right, the average phone is probably about six inches on screen, right? So I'm thinking, right, if you moved six inches every second what would that be? Obviously, you and I both know maths is not my strong point. However, no, give me give me a give me a maths question when it's got to do with money or percentages. And I'm I'm your guy, I can work that out. I'm fine with that stuff. But apart from when it, it came to CSEs though, hey? Oh, yeah. No, no, no one came to like regular sort of like algebra and all that malarkey. But that is definitely we'll pick that up at some other time, the whole GCSE maths thing. Um, so I had to Google it because I was intrigued and I needed to know. And I, I, if I if I was blindly going into it, I'd be like, I don't know, maybe like two weeks. That's what I would say. However, this is what we do little research, but this is what my research came back with. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Now, this is from a magazine called melmagazine.com. So it's courtesy of them. And according to Quinn's calculations, on the iPhone, which is about six inches, the screen, <laughs> the average person is likely to cover 890 inches of text daily. So that, right, is about 74 feet. So maybe that doesn't sound a lot. However, in a whole year, you are covering five miles. So by that, that means give about, you know, maybe like three, three and a half months, you're covering a mile of screen time on your phone. Wow. But it all depends on the size of your screen. Yes. Yeah, so in this case, size really does matter. So if you've got a really big <laughs> screen, then I guess you cover more space. But if you've got like an itty bitty sort of tiny screen, then it's going to take you a little bit longer. So, so you're yeah. better off on the iPad. Pull out the iPad. Yeah, pull out the iPad. Or if you've got like, you know, uh, maybe if you've got a touchscreen laptop, you could probably cover a little bit more with that. But I, my phone tells me when how much screen time I've had. So it tells me sometimes I've had like 12 hours in a day. So that's a lot of screen time. However, however, I do think that it picks up on when I'm using my laptop as well, because that would make sense, you know, for that long. 
So you're saying that. I do remember a little while ago, and I Mm. I haven't seen it happen for a while now. Perhaps it's given up on me. I don't know. But (laughs) when I was scrolling through social media previously, Mm. if I'd been on there for however long through the day, I'd get like a little notification pop up on my screen. Uh, Get off. Go and do something else, you sad person. Basically (laughs) saying that maybe I should consider putting the screen down. Really? Well, kind of to that extent. Yeah. Yeah. But I I... don't know if I maybe um, muted them them notifications because they were coming up quite a lot at one point. (laughs) Which basically (laughs) translates to you were living on your screen. But for me, right, if, if that if that little pop-up came up and said, look, I think you've been on the screen a bit too long, I, as the type of person I am, would be defiant and be like, well, I'm going to be on it for even longer now. Don't tell me that I can't be on this screen. That's what that's what it would do to me. Well, that's would... pretty much what I did. <laughs> <laughs> but do you, do you, sort of side question, do you think that you spend too much time on your phone? Yes, 100%. I do. And I, I, and I know are you I a do. scroller? Yeah, I am. Yeah. And I tell you what else is, um, do you know, you get the uh, TikTok videos that people are yeah. doing? Well, they've started popping up now on my other social media. So I quite frequently will click onto one of them because uh, I've got a habit. If I if I see something, maybe cake making or something along them lines, I'll, you know, just click on it and see what it's about. Have and then when bit. it finishes... I'll start scrolling through all the other videos that come up after it. And I can be but there it, for ages. I mean, scroll, and obviously you've got things like, you know, drug addiction's a real thing. Sex addiction is a real thing. All these kind of addictions, alcoholism, real addictions. Do we think that scrolling is going to be like a, a certified addiction? Because it is kind of like an addiction, isn't it? What well, is an addiction? Well, I don't think it's it's a healthy way of living when you compare to how we lived as children because mm. it was a very different time back then and we didn't have phones <laughs> back then <laughs> we didn't have well no I was in secondary school when I had a phone so when I was a child if you wanted to entertain yourself you'd go and read a book or you'd go out and play and you think of the youth of today and mm. I don't know it, sometimes I don't think it's overly healthy even though I'm guilty of doing it myself yeah me too i'm I'm like a a major scroller and i think things like um there are certain there's certain i wasn't gonna bugger it uh like instagram or tiktok these are places where it's all about scrolling and i i love a scroll i love a scroll do you scroll with your thumbs or do you scroll with your fingers my thumb Mm, i'm a finger scroller (laughs) oh are you yeah, and I, really I guess it depends on the mood, doesn't it? And what you're doing. I guess if I, I'm doing something else and or eating or something, then <laughs> <laughs> I'll scroll with my finger. I'm sorry, I'm doing all these actions and I don't think our audience can see me. So I'm going to stop. <laughs> you're a, so you're a thumb scroller. I'm a finger scroller. No, I, I, I just constantly like, and I really do think that at some point I'm going to get like arthritis in my fingers. Because, well, if I'm scrolling for five miles, <laughs> yeah, that's a long, that's a lot of scrolling. So, you know. But think of the exercise your fingers are getting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My fingers are in such great shape. <laughs> now, 
if you were stuck on a desert island, Roy, I'm not sure how this would happen, but let's just say you are. You're on a desert island. What is the one thing that you just couldn't live without? Like you'd have to have it there, but you can't say obvious things like people or things like an item. What is the one item? <laughs> and perhaps given the conversation we've just left, not your not your phone, but one item. It, it, but in seriousness, what is the one item that you just couldn't live without? Oh, so we're not allowed to talk people and we're not allowed to talk mobile phones. Well, I get. Well, I mean, you could talk about not people, though, because I think that's an obvious thing, isn't it? Of course, there are certain people that you'd want to take with you. Although, mind you, it would be a bit like Sophie's choice. You can only take one. So maybe, maybe we, maybe we yeah, should talk well, about people. I'll be honest with you. If we can take mobile phones, then there's two things. I'd take my mobile phone because I'm a mobile phone addict. That's um, we've just established. <laughs> Hi, I'm Anne Marie, and I'm an addict. I'm addicted to my phone. <laughs> Genuine, yeah. Um, I'm, I, I, I literally have a meltdown. There's been a couple of days, you know, over the years where I've forgotten to take my mobile phone into work with me, and I kid you not, I'm lost without it. Even though I'm there to do my work and not be on my mobile phone, the amount that I rely on my mobile phone, even if it's just to flip it open press it on to see if I've got any messages and flip it back closed. The, the fact that I had nothing there to, to, to do with my hands <laughs> in that second. Yeah, it's crazy. So if I was stuck on a desert island, I would have to take my mobile phone. But if I could take a second item. Yeah, if we could charge and, and, and given, given my diet lately, I would take a packet of Kit Kats. Okay, okay, a, no, a packet of Kit Kats. Right, can I? Can we just go? So that day, I just want to ask this question. So that day when you were in work without your phone, did you get like proper cold turkey moment where you were sweating and you were like shaking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not just that, I kept looking around for it and thinking, where is it? And then it would come back it? to me and oh, oh, I've got it at home. <sighs> My other question is, you're, you're taking this phone to the, the desert island. Um, why are you planning to plug it in? It's going to need charging at some point. It's fine as long as I can hold it in my hand. We're good. <laughs> also, it doesn't matter whether it works. I just need to be close to it. Uh, yeah. For me, I'm probably going to take a pen and paper uh, because I, I do write like literally every day. And I would take my laptop, but obviously practically, you know, that's going to run out of juice at some point. Um, so I take a pen and paper so I could write. Do you think you'd do well on a desert island though, on your own? Do you think? I mean, maybe for a couple of days with my Kit Kats would be good. <laughs> and I, your phone scrolling on TikTok. Honestly, probably not. Um, I don't like the dark very much. Um, yeah, probably not. I'm not very good at building things, so I wouldn't be able to build any sort of shelter or somewhere nice to sleep. So... Yeah, I'd probably be setting myself up for failure. It would be kind of cool, though, if you could do that as as like a holiday experience. I would love to do it because, you know, they've got I'm a Celebrity. Yeah. That's really appealing to me. Obviously, I'm not a real celebrity. In my head, I am, but I'm not a real celebrity. So I would never be asked to do the show. But I would love to do that experience. I think it'd be pretty cool if you could, like, pay as, like, a holiday to go and do that. So... I think that's a pretty cool experience. I don't think they actually 
live as they would if they were just chucked out in a jungle. I'll be honest with you. However, however, there is another program, and for the life of me, I can't think what it is, so I may need to go away and Google it. Um, Oh, is it Bear Grylls? And they actually do... Yes, yes, it is. It's Bear Grylls, and they do actually survive out in the wilderness um and that is that is pretty something but again i yeah. think you've got to be a celebrity's girl on the show haven't you reasons yes. to be a celebrity yeah no i just kind there of i go. think wouldn't it be great if you did it as an experience like you can climb like you know different mountains and things as a as a civilian why can't you go and do this kind of experiences i think it'd be really cool I'd like to think that I'm a stronger person than I give myself credit for. Um, you know, I've I've climbed, I've climbed Van and I've I've climbed Snowden. So I have to but, say, I've not done know. much. I've not done much climbing personally, unless you include two flights of stairs. <laughs> but I don't know if I'd be any good at it. However, what I do know is I'd give it a bloody good go. That's what I do know about it. So, um, yeah, I'm going to take a pen and paper. You're taking your mobile. And uh, let's hope they do an experience where non-celebrities can do the jungle. That'd be brilliant. That would be pretty awesome. Big grills, if you're listening. <laughs> so, did you so. know strengths is the longest word in the English language with one vowel? I did not. Yeah. So according to the Guinness Book of World Records, strengths is the longest word in the English language with one vowel and the word contains nine letters, eight of them being consonants. Do you know who I didn't know this, but do you know who I who I think would have known that? No. Carol Bloody Vorderman. Carol Vorderman oh, would have known that, wouldn't she? Carol Vorderman. Yeah, she would have, without a it's- doubt. If you went to a pub quiz, Carol Vorderman possibly could be the best person to go with. Do you not think? Yeah, I'm not a big fan, but yeah, maybe. Well, do you know what? She speaks very highly of you. Although, <laughs> when I was chatting to her, maybe she maybe she was getting confused with the pop singer around Maria. I don't know. I don't know, but she spoke very highly of you. Yeah, maybe. I maybe. get that quite a lot. It must be the looks. The looks, yeah. The looks. Two very different people, but... Both brilliant in their own right. And I got um, a beautiful voice. Do you want me to sing to you? Beautiful. I you. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? No, we can't. Not for, not for the copyright. Yes, yeah, the copyright. That's why we don't <laughs> need to sing to us, I'm afraid. Um, yeah, no, I didn't know this about the word strengths. But you can say a rather impressive word in Welsh, which I think is the longest word in Welsh. Yeah. Is it the longest word? Yeah, do you want to say that? That's, that's something you can say, because I'm really impressed with the fact that you can say it. I couldn't even attempt to go, go. Isn't that impressive? I am super impressed by that. So we did a project <laughs> together recently where I wrote that word for it. However, I can't, I could, if, if somebody had like, you know, if my life depended on it, I would not be even, I, I couldn't even start to say that word. But that, that I, I, I think that's like a talent. It's a proper hidden talent. You should oh, go on Britain's Got know. Talent and pick up 250 grand for that. <laughs> For just saying that one word. Just saying that one word. <laughs> yeah. So interesting fact of the day. 
Now, um, your birthday is coming up very soon. In fact, I think when this goes out, your birthday would have happened. But that led me to thinking, your birthday is coming up. Uh, we all get them every year, sadly. As well as, you know, in some oh, no. cases, it's very sad. Getting older, we're getting older. But in general, what was the best gift you've ever gotten? Is there a standout gift in your entire life that you think that was the best flipping gift I ever got given? Um, <clears throat> I, I would like to think of myself as quite appreciative of mm. gifts. Um, I think my favourite gifts, though, are what my children give me and not necessarily bought gifts. I so like there's like homemade gifts. Homemade gifts because thought has gone into it, effort has gone yeah. into it, and love has gone into it as well. Mm. So, yeah. And again, you know, my mum is quite crafty as well in the sense that she... In the, in the way that she likes to make things, not that she's a bit sly or sneaky. <laughs> absolutely. I'm sorry, mum, if you're listening. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, like, she she makes clothes she sews and she makes jewelry i've got some lovely jewelry bits so like yeah gift wise i i like when a little bit of thought has gone into it and it's homemade anything homemade is what you love so i for me a couple of christmases ago my sister bought me a lordship so i am actually lord christopher pony and um sometimes i know i know i own five square <laughs> foot of land in england somewhere north that i've ever gone because i'm far too important far 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 um but sometimes i forget this i forget that i'm a lord and then somebody will mention it and i'll be like oh yeah i am i can't empty the dishwasher i'm a lord um so that's possibly <laughs> the best gift because honestly like hours are fun and when people find out about it mainly because i tell them about it they say, oh, we'd have to call you Lord Christopher Pownie. And I say, don't be so silly. We'd have to call you Lord Christopher Pownie. You can just call, <laughs> you can just call me Lord Christopher. <laughs> that is literally the best gift I've ever had. I have hours of fun with it. And I've got a certificate and everything. Uh, well, what Christopher, is the... I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to be calling you Lord. <laughs> no, I mean, no one really does. But I just have super, I have super duper fun with it. Uh, what is the worst gift you've ever had? On the flip side, let's talk about the worst gift. I the worst gift that I've ever had is a gift card that had no value to it. No, are you going to say who that was from? Um, I will because I will because there's reason behind it. My husband bought it for me. Right. Okay. And well, it didn't buy it. He just um, because picked it up. So it was for jewellery that you could put your children's handprints on. Yeah. And it was a gift for my birthday. And he didn't put any money on it because he said, I want you to spend as much as you want. This is what I want you to get. But I want you to have it to the value that you want it for. Oh, so there was. it was quite nice then. It wasn't just like you could... <laughs> and said that's what you <laughs> that's and what I said you could no have no had. no no <laughs> I need money on it pal <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry that will be on door number four you could have won a Porsche but you didn't I mean yes yeah, so that's not that bad my worst gift though I will tell you about my worst gift because it does make me laugh 
So I was about uh, 16, right, uh, at the time. So at the time, I'm, I've got two sisters and a brother, but at the time, my, my, my brother didn't exist. It was just the three of us. So my mother's, uh, my mother's younger sister had sent gifts for us at Christmas. So first of all, they were all marked wrong. So we all had the wrong tag on them, and we kind of played pass in the <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we played <laughs> You're getting too worked the, up here. <laughs> yeah, because I know what's coming up. So we played past the parcel for a little bit. So we all opened these gifts. And the first one I opened was like this purple, <laughs> this purple satin thing, which had like ruffles on it. And I was like, is it a top? What the hell is this? Turns out it was a like a, uh, like a nightdress for, for a three-year-old little girl, which is what my sister, my younger sister was at the time. Uh, so we all kind of swapped them back. And then I get given this sort of leatherette, uh, like, bag pouch thing which i was like i was like well maybe it's got um maybe it's got smellies in it this is what i'm thinking in my head i open it and i kid you not it was a shoe shining kit <laughs> <laughs> for somebody that never shined his shoes <laughs> it wasn't even like a really bougie shoe shining kit it was just a basic shoe shining kit with like black boot polish a yellow sort of like duster um and and that's what i got for for christmas what would it have been like 2001 or something and that's what i got but the thing is right that christmas i couldn't tell you any other gift that i got but even though it is the worst gift i've ever received in my life literally the worst gift as a 16 year old a shoe shining kid it's the worst <laughs> gift above. above. I mean, I will remember that for the rest of my life. I, I, I think that that will stay with me forever. Dreams are, do you know what? Dreams get me, they really do. I'm really intrigued by people's dreams. So do you remember your dreams? And if so, why do you remember them? Does anything stand out about them? <clears throat> I do I do remember quite a few of my dreams actually and I'm I'm kind of that person yeah. who I wake up and I'm like what does the dream mean so I again go to my friend Google and try and find out what it means but I've been having horrific sleep for the last like six weeks so my dreams have been bonkers for one of a better phrase batshit crazy but I do remember it bonkers for but I do remember one dream that I had and this must have been quite like years and years and years ago but I was on a field, like a sort of football pitch or like um, a rugby field or whatever. And there was like this dark uh, gray cloud and the cloud kept getting lower and lower and lower. And I had to get on my front so I could breathe and sort of like crawl on the floor. But the lower it got, the tougher it was for me to move. However, I've never been able to find out what that means. But in my dream, I had to wake, well, I woke up because I couldn't breathe. I physically couldn't breathe. So I don't know whether maybe I was suffocating myself and and sort of burying my face into the pillow. But that's one I definitely remember. And another one I remember, I was on, I don't know if anyone remembers Michael Parkinson, but he used to have like a show, a chat Mm -hmm. show on, I think it was ITV. And I, in my dream, I was on, on Michael Parkinson's show. And he kept talking about this BAFTA that I'd won. And I was like, yeah, 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 it's been great and blah, blah, blah. But he just kept going on about it. And it was it got to the point where it was embarrassing. And I I was like, yeah, but it's fine because I think Dawn French was on with me as well. This is in my dream, by the way. It's not real. So Dawn French was on. And I was like, yeah, but Dawn's won a BAFTA. You've won a BAFTA. I mean, we've all won BAFTAs. It's not really that impressive. So because he kept going on about it so much. But when I woke up, and I 
had a little look at what it means. Apparently, if you dream about being famous, it means you're living above your means. And at that very moment in my life, I was living very much above my means. Wow, that so, is yeah, pretty that, crazy. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. What about you? Do you have? <laughs> uh, do you remember any dreams or any any dreams particularly that stand out to you as, as sort of? I'll be honest with you. So in the moment when I first wake up, I do remember them. But say half an hour later and it's completely gone. There's no trace of the dream at all. The dreams that really get me, though, are the ones that, you know, as you're just about falling asleep and you trip over a curb and you wake yourself back up with a jolt. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I don't know where they come from, but I really don't like them ones. So I've heard, I don't know if this is true, and I'm sure there'll be somebody out there who can correct us um, if anyone is actually listening. Um, but if you fall in your dream and you don't wake up, apparently you could die, like actually genuinely die in real life. I don't know if that's true. And I'm sure there will be somebody, if anyone is listening to correct us, but I've heard that. Wow. And also, I also hear that the dreams that you remember are the very last ones that you have. So you've had them like literally minutes before you wake up. It's they're not yeah. ones that you, yeah, that's what I've learned. But dreams fascinate me, like especially when there's a meaning, like who creates these meanings for these dreams? Psychologists? I don't know. I don't know. I fascinating. Yeah. But those are the two that r- really stick out. And, and of course, I think I've mentioned this before, but I used to have dreams where <clears throat> I would, especially when I was in school, I would dream that I'd got up so I would, I'd, in my dream, I've woken up in my bedroom, I've gone to the bathroom, started getting ready for school, come back, got my bang, and I'm on my way to the bus. And, and everything looks like it did in, in the reality of things, except I'm still dreaming. So then I'd wake up and I had 10 minutes before I had to catch the bus. So like I'd have those quite regularly when I was in school. Wow. Yeah. And, and I used to dream about... always late I was always running late nothing's ever changed it doesn't matter what it I mean sometimes I can be on time if I'm on time that is early for me uh but sometimes for social occasions I'm like hours late so I think um, it's both of us though right yeah we're both pretty shocking timekeepers I mean how we manage to function in the world is beyond me do you remember in college when I I used to phone you and say Christopher where are you Oh yeah, I mean, I was just—I was horrific with timekeeping. Yeah, and like, that would be I after really I was, was. late. Yeah, because you were like late, but I would either like just not show up, or you know, I You'd mean, I think that's in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was really horrific for it. Um, I mean, it's it is better now. That does sound like you know, I could still make appointments and things, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> moving on <laughs> now. Right. Would you rather smell like cheese, which has been left out in the sun, or a hamster cage, which hasn't been cleaned for at least a fortnight? Oh, my goodness. I don't think I'd want to smell like either. No, I know. I mean, I don't think it's... Do I really have to choose one? Yes, of course you have to choose one. I don't think you'd go to like a... I don't think you'd go to some like department that says, oh, excuse me, I mean, I'm just looking for Tom Ford, his new uh, fragrance that smells like cheese, or Mark Jacobs, you know, the the one that smells like a hamster cage. I don't think anyone's going to go want to buy this stuff. But yeah, you've got to pick one. Right, okay. So I've got to really narrow this down now, haven't I? Mm. Um, So I've got to think. Do I really... I personally... I wouldn't want to smell like a hamster's cage 
at all. But I guess at least if I was smelling like cheese that had been left out in the sun all day, if somebody did take a whiff of me and go, oh, you smell, I could say, well, yeah, I've been making food with loads of cheese in it. So, yeah, I stink. My, I, I, you could kind of yeah. shrug it off, couldn't you? But a hamster cage, could you shrug that off? Oh, I, don't I don't know. know. I, mean, I, we, I used to have a hamster. Um and it it uh, it it lived it lived quite a while for a hamster. It got to like three and a half. But my little sister, who was very little at the time, she was about two. Um, obviously, hamsters sleep in the day, and then they they're awake at night. And it was very much the day, and she was very impatient, so she shook the cage. And my hamster was uh, let's just say my hamster was a little bit curvy. Was you know a little bit. Uh, was carrying a bit of weight and uh she gave the poor bugger a heart attack uh the hamster died uh so and i i so i never told her that that she did this but apparently my mother told her talk about like child trauma she's gonna be in like therapy for the rest of her days yeah she she um she uh, unknowingly sort of like ended that little hamster's life um for me though i am gonna go with the cheese because i really love cheese and i don't think i'd i'd have <laughs> all types of cheese i don't really care what kind of cheese it is and i don't think i'd have a problem smelling like cheese i think it'd be fine the only thing i will say is smelling like cheese could quite honestly be confused with somebody's dirty feet as well because they can smell rather <sighs> cheesy so you have they to kind can. of weigh that up as well yeah, yeah. Can you Smell imagine like, like a feet. really bad day in a bad pair of shoes in the blistering hot sunshine? Then you take them shoes off and woo! <laughs> but the thing is, right, I what I think is, <laughs> this is what I think. One of my pet peeves is I hate queuing for things. Now, I don't imagine if you smell like either of these things, especially maybe the hamster cage, that you'd have to queue for very long because you're going to you're gonna part, like the Red Sea, it's just going to part for you. Like those queues are going to go away. Um, but I am going to go with the cheese. That is for my final decision. And uh, yeah, let's move on. Christopher, tell me if you could spend one month at any period in the past where you're guaranteed to not suffer any harm, change the course of history, when would that be? Oh, this is such a good question. There's a bit of me. So I'm assuming that I'm the same age that I am now. You can be any age you want. How's that? Oh, this is I. Ooh, there are two places that I'd quite like to go, and I, do I have to pick one of them? Yeah, I want one. Okay, just one. Right. So, okay, fine. So, if I have to pick one of them, this is what I'm going to yeah. pick. So, I'm going to pick uh, very early '80s. So, when I say very early '80s, we're talking like 1980, maybe 1979. There's a reason for this. So I, there's been quite a few times where I've almost met Boy George. Uh, there's been like about, literally about 400 times where I've almost met him. He follows me on Twitter, you know, so we're, the six degrees of separation there. Um, we're buddies. We practically are. We, are. we are practically buddies. I don't want to say we're best friends, but listen, we're best friends, right? But we've never met one another. <laughs> um, so I'd love to go back to that sort of period where the, the, um, the Blitz kids, which is what he was like a part of the, that club scene, Back in the late seventies, early nineties, uh, early eighties, with like people like Steve Strange, Marilyn, all these kind of people, and I would love to go clubbing, and eat, I'd love to be immersed in in that scene with him and those brilliant uh, people for 
Is it a month? Yeah, I think, to be honest, the way they lived, I think I could only handle a month at this period of my life. But yeah, that's what I would love to do. That period of time, the new romantic, was it, I guess it wasn't even even the new romantics though, because nobody, none of them had a record deal at the time. It was before they'd all released records, but it was that sort of like club kid thing that they were doing. And that for me, God, that would be just bloody amazing. Uh, okay. Any so, any particular period for you? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'm a big fan of history. I loved studying history in school. But a part of history that I didn't get to study in school was the Titanic. And there's so many different theories on the Titanic that I would just love to go way back when to find out exactly what actually happened. On the so do you mean like you'd want to go on to the Titanic? Yeah, that would be so interesting. But you do know that it sank, right? Yeah. So the you... likelihood of you getting back is quite but, slim. But I did say... And especially if Kate Wind Garen... does about because she wasn't letting any bugger on that, on that door. Do you know oh, what I mean? know. I know. I know, right? What was that all about? But I did say you're guaranteed not to suffer any harm or change the course of history. So... All oh, right, so you think you could just get to do it and then we would just be transported back. So we'd have the memory, but, you know, nothing would happen. Yeah. All oh, right, yeah. right, okay. So if that's, yeah, okay, cool. That, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty good time to go back to. There's so many different theories on the Titanic, though. There's one theory that um, the Titanic wasn't actually the Titanic, that they'd swapped the ships over because of the ships. <gasps> Ships? The ships? What's the ships? The ships. <laughs> ships. <laughs> They'd swapped the ships over because of lack of funding. They'd gone bust. Oh. So it yeah. was a completely different ship. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's a so bit naughty, it would be isn't interesting, it? She, wouldn't but it? Then, that would be very interesting. Yeah, nice period as well. I am for me. It's definitely that. Look at me. Like when you go back to history. I thought you know it is popular culture history. I'm going back to, but I just kind of think that it'd be so cool to um, party with all those kind of amazing people. I think I've told you this before, but I just sound uh, really boring, don't I? <laughs> well, it's not really that boring when you think about you know. I, I'm not sure how far into the journey it tipped up and sank to the bottom of the sea, but that doesn't. That's not very boring, though, is it? <laughs> if you're on it while all that stuff's happening. But I just wanted to share as well that one of the times where I almost met Boy George was at a concert and um, somebody said, oh, Boy George is over there. And I thought, right, that's it. This, it's been about half a dozen times we've almost met each other. So I'm, I'm going over. I'm going to say hi. So I got over to him and we are practically like nose to nose. And then I was, and then I realized, I was like, you're not Boy George, you're Sam Smith. And oh. I sort of turned around. So I, I, I kind of forget that I've met Sam Smith or rather I should say, Sam Smith has met me. <laughs> when you think of the future, is there anything in particular that sort of makes you nervous about the, about the future? I think we live in an ever-changing world. Mm. Um, the world today is very different to the world that I knew as a child. And the world yeah. today is very different to the world that my children know in comparison to my childhood. Um, so, yeah, it does kind of make me nervous as to what sort of a future they have and their children after them. 
you know how how much more change are we because like I say it's an ever-changing world there's constantly some sort of change and it does make me wonder what sort of um, a world they're going to be living in when they're adults yeah absolutely I think the world has changed um so much especially in the last sort of like 20 years for me when I think about like the future in terms of you know I don't have children so when I think about the future I I think about oh my gosh like like as as just as me as a human what kind of makes me nervous is growing old and I always thought especially when I was in my 20s I thought that it was the fear of looking old I thought that was what the issue was so I I I thought it was a pretty vain thing and I was kind of like you know come to terms with it but it's very vain to like worry about how you look but as I get older I realize this has nothing to do with aging physically but it sort of has everything to do with you know Alzheimer's one you know, my, my great grandmother had Alzheimer's so it's things like not being able to do the things that I do and the things that I take completely for granted in terms of my memory or being able to do things like we talked about earlier on I was taking a pen and paper with me because I write every day what if I can't do those things what if my health is bad so that I can't live you know because my my grandmother my mother's mother is is well into her 80s and yeah. she you know is very active but I also yeah. know that is quite you know that's an, there's the other side of the coin you know what I mean like she's able to get herself about and she lives at her own house and she's all those kind of brilliant things but that in some cases is quite rare. There are people that are younger than her that aren't able to do half as much as she does. So yeah. it's it's that sort of, it's not looking old, but it's the decaying of the body, you know, the decaying of the mind. That really makes me fearful. I, I can totally, totally um, get in on this because we too have Alzheimer's in our family. So that mm-hmm. is a worry amongst other various illnesses that we have within the family as well. So you put all of them together and sometimes you do kind of sit there and think, am I going to have any of these things? Uh, Which one am I going to have? Sometimes though, do you know, I do think sometimes it's better to not know what's coming. Oh yeah, completely. I think that if I knew that I was going to get like Alzheimer's or whatever, I would just, you know, I'd be in my own head about it and just completely worrying until the point that it happened. But I think mm-hmm. when I th- think about the future, if I think about like being 70 or 80, I think, oh gosh, obviously a major privilege as well, isn't it? To to grow yeah. to that age. However, however, the idea of being in something like a care home or, you know, like just things where I think and not because something just, that yeah. isn't your home not That's your home scares me yeah yeah it it so those kind of things and of course like you said as well especially because you have got children the way the world is developing so yeah. rapidly with certain yeah. things which i think is interesting isn't it we as a world or as a as, yeah in the world there are certain elements that are rapidly developing and yeah. other things that are rapidly declining so you've got the yeah. two things that are but it's not just from my my perspective it's not just like technology changing it's the laws that are changing you you know you've got so many changes and I I do wonder what sort of a world you know my children will live in their children after them yeah I suppose that's the thing isn't it 
It's a scary world. As Gary Jewell said, it is a mad, mad world. World. If I said the word tripophobia to you, do you know what it means? Wouldn't have a flipping clue, but something tells me I've got a sneaky suspicion. You're going to let me know. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I am indeed. Tripophobia is actually the fear of closely packed holes. Mm, Matron. Mm. (laughs) So what do you mean by anything that's closely packed? Right, go on. More specifically, an aversion to the sight of irregular patterns or clusters of small holes or bumps. So, <laughs> so my biggest example here is if yeah. you do suffer with trypophobia, yeah. you most certainly are not going to be eating crumpets. Of course, yeah, because they're, they're all clustered together, aren't they? I yeah. wonder who else has sort of like holes that are close together <laughs> answers on a postcard <laughs> please we are intrigued to know <laughs> christopher <laughs> now i have a fact for do you? you i do have a fact <laughs> but i haven't pulled it up i think there is a fact here two seconds while i scroll for my fact can't believe <laughs> that i don't have it on my sheet as you can see, we're absolutely organised for this podcast. So organised. <laughs> I cannot believe that I don't have it on the street. Right, okay, so my fact is, let's go over to a useless fact. A jiffy, my useless fact, a jiffy is about a trillionth of a second. Is it? Now see, mm. jiffy to me is the nickname for Jonathan. Oh, see, I, I when we... I think Jiffy, I'm Jonathan. Is there a a particular Jonathan you want to discuss? Jonathan, as in the rugby world, Jonathan. Oh right. So when I oh. think Jiffy, I'm pretty positive my mother calls a Jiffy like a a, a sponge. Yes, yes, that she would calls be that right. a Jiffy. Yeah. But I also would sort of think I'll be there in a Jiffy. I would also, I mean, I would, I don't think I'd say that. I might, I might have said it, but I don't think I would say it. But, um, so when you're at the pub quiz with Carol Vorderman, just remember you too can have a, if that question comes up, then you too will get a point. Oh, and on that note, doesn't time go quickly when you are having fun? Yeah. And we have had so much fun. Well, I have anyway. So much fun. I've had fun. Yeah. I, you know, we've had fun. Unfortunately, though, that is all we have time for this week. But don't forget, you can stream all available episodes at your convenience, wherever and wherever you like. I have been Anne-Marie. And I've been Chris Powney. And this has been Jibber Jabber. Jibber Jabber.